Welcome to Remnant Coded Podcast. I am your host, Apostle Jora Kaya. Today, we are joined by Prophet Lewis Lambert of Kingdom Lovers International. Prophet Lewis Lambert is a great friend of mine, and I am so excited that he's able to join me today to talk to you concerning some kingdom business And uh, I'm just excited. I'm excited to have him here on the podcast today. So everyone out there in podcast land, please be prepared to hear some great word from the Lord, uh, some prophetic insight and wisdom as it relates to the body of Christ. Welcome, Prophet Lambert. How are you today? All is well. Thank you for having me, Apostle. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, Prophet Lambert, let's let's get right to it. Let's get right to it. Uh, can you talk to the uh, audience out there today um, concerning the things that the Lord has been speaking with you um, in this current climate that the body of Christ is in? Is there anything that you want to share with us um, to give us some wisdom about what's happening? Well, I believe in 2020 around the year 2020 in the month of November that the Lord gave me a word of saying, this is the year of 2021, the year of the realignment of the father's voice. And I kept asking God why he is giving me that word. And he said, because the body of Christ has been listening to too many voices, but not listen to the voice of God. Oh, God wanted us to get back to a place where we hear his voice because we lost the sound of hearing the voice of the father. And he was showing me that in 2021, we're gonna see three voices activated, the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. And the reason we're gonna hear all three of them, so we won't have no more excuses that I was disobedient, or I didn't hear the voice of God, or I didn't hear the voice of God from my leader. And a lot of times, a lot of people in 2021 or 19, they had too many voices in their ear of telling them what to do, what not to do. So a lot of people became rebellious. So 2020 was a year of people were so rebellion. And now God is saying, I need you to hit the voice of the father through your leaders for 2021. Oh, that's some good stuff right there, prophet. That's some good stuff right there. Um, we know the word um, shared with us, even for God's um, chosen people, um, when they uh, went through their time of uh, rebellion and discourse and sin and mm-hmm. transgression and iniquity, iniquity. And so if we're looking at us now um, in the kingdom of God, um, the word tells us that all of us fall short of the glory of God. Yes. But, but, but what I'm hearing you saying is the mm-hmm. Lord saying is it's that we have to now um, look at our, not just our works and our acts, but we have to look at our heart concerning the father and concerning other matters. Um, What would you say have led uh, God's people astray? You were talking to us concerning um, rebellion as it relates to hearing different voices. And scripture tells us that um, my sheep know my voice. Yes. In a stranger's voice, they shall not follow. Can yes. you talk to me about the voices that we have been following? I think that the voices we've been following, we contribute in our own mind to make up things now. It's so many um, 
people are anxious to be pastors, to be apostles, to be bishops, to be whatever office they want to operate in. And now we have all these voices out here. Now and everybody is a prophet, everybody's an apostle, everybody a bishop, everybody is something. But everybody want to be something, but people forgot how to be a servant. And God said, this is the year to hear the servant voice, not the title voice, but the voice of a servant. Because Jesus came and he was a servant and we lost to hear the voice of a servant. And what happened, people get caught up and people have titles and people have positions and we drawn to that, but we not hearing the voice from a servant heart. And you were talking about the heart, the matters of the heart, the matters of the heart does matter and it's very important. And I was sharing it with my ministry the other day, what's in your heart? What do you have in your heart? Do you got bitterness in your heart? You got jealousy in your heart? You got envy in your heart? What no good thing that's in your heart need to be uprooted so God can pour old wine skin out so he could pour in some new wine skin. In 2021, God want to give a heart transplant to do surgery on a heart of the people of God to uproot what's in your heart that's been hindering you from 2020, from 19 to 18, because I believe that a lot of people are behind schedule and God say they're behind schedule because they have a problem with submission. They have a problem with submission to the authority that God has put in their life. And people get rebellious because when people don't want to hear from their leader, they run to other leaders and they run to other places just to hear something, what God is saying. And one thing God is going to do, you're going to be stagnated or you won't have to go back to that place where God has placed you at and stop being disobedient. Uh, prophet, you said you said a lot. That's some good stuff right there. That mm. word called submission and authority. And, you know, it's amazing um, how even as we um, study the word of God and not just study his word, but sit at his feet and worship and prayer and praise in our personal time. Mm -hmm. And um, when you're saying that, I'm just reminded of the word and even in the word when it speaks of the lofty one, Lucifer, Satan, mm -hmm. it speaks of um, him wanting to absurd authority um, and not submitting to God himself. And so when we're looking at that, we can, we can really look at a time that speaks of that there's a time that the Antichrist shall begin to rise. Yes. And, um, the Antichrist and his positioning um, is, is to absurd authority. It's lack of submission, but trying to have the power um, and even some glory, but we know that all power and glory belongs to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so, yeah. it, it, it's 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 a um, it's a sensitive but serious subject. Even as we are as servants, as leaders, that mm -hmm. uh, I am aware of the things that God continually works on me, and I know that I have to die to myself daily and die to this flesh. And um, mm -hmm. I understand that through grace and a dispensation of grace, that when we look at the office of an apostle, the office of a pastor, the office of a prophet, we, we look at these things, the fivefold functioning, that it's a grace and it's a positioning, but yet Christ calls me Jorah. You, you know what That's I mean? Right. But there's right. a function that I move in. So talk to me, how did we get um, lost as a people into this uh, title. I, I know sometimes when I'm on podcasts um, and I'm talking to different persons that come on, I get to go in a little bit because I get passionate yes. about what we're discussing. But just talk to me 
about how can what happens what what is it in man you know just that that causes us um to want these types of positionings and authority but yet don't understand the functioning and the purpose of like help someone out there because we're not just throwing mm-hmm. stones but we're trying yeah. to help position the body we're trying to as the fivefold function is to to help edify the body to bring them into perfection and unity. Yes. So talk to me, Prophet, um, as if I don't know anything, you know, okay. which I don't without Christ, right? Yeah. I don't know nothing. We don't know nothing without him. We know I don't know nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know nothing without him. I know it through him. But right. it's, so, it's so ironically you say that because I think a lot of people want the position and want the power because they never, they haven't been healed from before they came into ministry. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people has, are still wounded. They still hurt and they never got delivered. They never got healed from their hurt. So once they get into a position with power and authority, they they don't know how to handle people because they still handling people from that hurt place. And the title and the position is just a cover up for them. Um, I, before I became a pastor and a prophet, I couldn't walk into and be effective who I am today until I got healed and delivered from my Mm -hmm. past. Because if I didn't get healed and delivered from my past, I would have brought my past into my ministry. And I would have brought my ministry, my past into my ministry. I wouldn't have been effective in my ministry. What I would have did start bleeding on people because I still was bleeding. And what happened is a lot of people could be bleeding on people because they put a band-aid on the wound, but never got the wound totally healed and got the wound totally sealed that they are no longer bleeding. And people get titles and they get positioned and then it becomes we're controlling. They want to control, they want to narrate everything. Everything got to be that way and it got to be that way because they flaunt in their title, they flaunt in their position. When I go out and I talk to people, people say, hey man, how you doing, what's your name? My name is Lewis. That's the name that God has given, my mother has given me the what, way well, God know me. He know me by Lewis, like you say, he know you by Jor. What we do, we flaunt our title. My name is such and such. That's not your name. That's your office you function in. That's what people want to know your name. And we got to get to a place to be a humble servant. And when you're a humble servant, you don't walk around flaunting your title or flaunting your office. You just walk around and the Bible say those who labor among us, we should know them. So if I'm walking around, I don't have to say what my title is. People will speak it for me. And they will speak it for me by the conversation or the dialogue that we will have. I could be talking to people and people say, you're a prophet. And I say, what makes you say that? And then they be say, because no one know these things, what you said to me. Because I don't have to go around tell everybody I'm this and that. I am Lewis. I'm a servant of God. So when you have people that never have nothing or people that's been abused or people that's been rejected or neglected, once they, if they don't get that taken care of, they still going to have them same effect and it's going to hurt other people along the way. And now you see why a lot of people don't want to come to church. A lot of people don't want to submit to a pastor or submit to a leader because that leader has wounded them. And now when they get to another church, they so intense or they feel like 
they don't want to get themselves all to their church because now they're watching. And a lot of people going into other ministry just watching because they still having that mindset, is this leader going to treat me like my former leader has treated me? And a lot of people out here today, and to be honest with you, they all hurt. You got hurt sheep. Yeah. And now when yeah. sheep is hurt, sheep start scattering and going everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about the the hurts, the hurts that um sheep um endure, the hurts, the hurts, the hurts as a as well as as a as a pastor, um, Prophet Lewis, can you can you talk to someone out there that that you know you can identify with that hurt and that pain? I mean, you and I both. I mean, I bless God for our um, divine covenant with God as 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 friends and co-laborers. Mm-hmm. Um, but can you just um, talk to someone, minister to someone concerning those hurts? Because I myself have experienced hurt, and it's was I wouldn't say not um, not necessarily just a leader, but hurts going into in ministry and pain, um, even a wrong paradigm um, early in life as I begin to fellowship and sit under someone. But I bless the Lord for the leaders that I have set under who has helped um, assist by way of Holy Spirit and the Lord to those healing and to those wounds. And so, um, and, and, and I say humbly, yes, I've experienced also what we would call hurts um, inside of a building or a church. Right. Or I call it people when people yeah. say church, church, but I understand the vernacular by people. But I bless God that I humbled myself enough um, as well as had those, including my husband, that were able to talk to me and minister to me to help me get from out of that place because it can be a dark place um, yeah. sometimes. But if you could just talk to someone out there in podcast land that has experienced some type of pain and a hurt, if you, because I know you can identify those things and kind of walk them through a little bit what that hurt looks like, what that wound looks like, and and what God has done for you through the process. Just yeah. minister to someone, please. Thank you. Um, that hurt, I think for me, I didn't grow up in church. I was an old church goer. My mother didn't take me to church when I was a young man, young boy. And I think the hurt hurt me the most because it was new to me. And I'm going into a ministry blindfolded and I put my trust in this, in leaders. And when leaders hurt you because they mishandle you, um, especially when you've been a faithful servant and you giving your all and you pouring out your all and I was mad at the leaders I was angry with them and God said don't be angry with them because somewhere they've been hurt yeah so I asked God well what should I do how should I handle this and the basic thing that God gave me say pray for your leader God said pray for him pray for her And the reason I didn't talk about them, I pray for them. And the mistake that a lot of people make, they go talk about their leaders to other people. But they forgot when a leader was good to them, they didn't talk about them. But when a leader hurt you, you want to talk about them. Mm -hmm. The same way that when a leader was good to you, you pray for that leader. The same way that the leader hurt you, you still pray for that leader. Because leaders are human beings as well they make mistakes 
But when you are a babe in Christ and you knew at this, you don't know that. You don't understand that. You look at this leader, not saying that you was worshiping a leader like a God, because really you didn't really know who God is or who God was because you just getting to know God with a new relationship with God. Yeah. But you put your trust in this leader and you and people start worshiping the leaders and they don't know how to worship God. Yeah. And a lot of leaders will have people worshiping them and not worshiping God. Now, the place that I'm in today, I don't leave people to Lewis. I leave people to Jesus. That's right. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not that God. I didn't go to the cross for them. I didn't get crucified for them. I didn't make the sacrifices that Jesus made for us. But if someone is out there that's been hurt or someone is out there saying, I'm not going to church no more. They did this to me. And one thing and two things for certain, that did not stop me from going to church. Yeah. I kept going because I wasn't going to ministry and going to the church for the pastors. I was going to develop a relationship with God for myself so I could be mature enough and strong enough. Now that I would have some understanding what is happening. The problem is people say church hurt. People hurt you. And I say this all the time. When your boss hurts you at your job, you still go back to work. Right. So why, when something happened in the church, I don't want to go to that church. That church hurt me. So if you feel that way, when they hurt you at your job, don't go back to work to that job no more. Go find another job. If you're making $50 an hour, guess what? Don't go make that $50 an hour. Go to McDonald's and make $15. i am not discrediting McDonald's, <laughs> but on. I just want you to see the difference of that you want to give away $35 because you felt like your feelings was hurt or you felt like someone done something to you. Have you go have a meeting with your leader? Have you had a one-on-one? The problem is a lot of people get offended. They get hurt. And the first thing they do, they just leave. And they be the same ones that so spiritually and think they know everything. But the Bible says we should do all things in DCs in order. Before you left that ministry, did you go sit down and talk with your leaders? Did you tell them how you felt or why you think you should leave? We don't do that no more. We take ministry like it's our job. We take ministry, I go find me another job. I go find me another place. We got to stop doing that and throwing ministry around like filthy rags. So if anyone been in my shoes before and you've been hurt and you feel like you've been mistreated or you've been mishandled, pray for your leader. Set a meeting up. Go talk to that leader. And if you feel like things ain't getting better, you still pray. It was a time that I stayed in the ministry and other people was like, man, you need to get out of there. You need to get out there. I had to stay until God said otherwise, because I should not allow people to move me. I had to let God move me because a lot of times we move prematurely. And a lot of people say, well, God moved me. So if God move you, why are you still sitting at home? If God is going to move you, he got another door open for you. God don't never move you and have you sitting. God have you, he moved you. So you can keep moving and you have another door for you to walk into and whatever you need should be ready for you. So people can't come and sit there and say, well, God told me to leave. God told me to leave. Are you sure that your subconscious didn't tell you that or your feelings or your emotions told you to leave? And a lot of us move prematurely and we miss what God had for us. And eventually you will have to go back to that place to let God fulfill what he needs to fulfill in you because that ministry probably wasn't finished with you. Oh, prophet, that was good. That was good. You, 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 you brought up a lot of things about how we move prematurely and haste, and how we even use um, 
We were talking about that a little bit ago about a stranger's voice we will not follow. Yes. And you, you, you know, one thing I want to say to you, I don't know if I ever said this to you. I want to say it publicly. Um, I am so grateful to God for the life of Prophet Lewis Lambert and his ministry, um, the assignment and the mandate that the Lord has given you um, as it relates to a people and how you are able to speak to people literally where they are, no matter what kind and type of background. It's such a grace and an anointing that you move under and you yield to the Lord when it comes to that. Um, and, and I love how your, your ministry of outreach, your ministry of practicality, like you put things to, to um, in such a simpler form. Yes. And, and there's a people um, that God has assigned to you and each leader that's out there, the Lord has a, a kind and type of people that he has assigned to you. But one thing I love about Prophet Lewis Lambert, and no, I'm not um, pumping up the man of God, yes. but I am extolling God that is in you for the work that you do. Can you talk to us about some of the ministry work that you do? Again, like I said, I never shared this with you, but I love how you were able to minister those who have dealt and, and diverse types of backgrounds, um, those that have been abused, um, those that have been ones that people would consider that the Lord cannot save, yeah, you know, yeah. things like this. Yeah, um, yeah. Those that may have been in prison, come on, let's keep yeah. it real. Let's those it real. that may have prostituted, those yeah. that may use narcotics, those, yeah. those people, you know, and I love your ministry and you were one, you know, some ministries I have seen, it's been years, but I've mm -hmm. seen people that will not allow the drunkard to come into the church, won't right. allow somebody that's high come into the church, right. won't allow someone, male or female, come in if they're inappropriate dress. But can you yes. talk to us about that? Because I believe, especially where we are right now as a people, we need to understand um, that grace, the factor that um, those that belong to Christ are waiting um to be received, I need the Father's love. Can yes. you just talk to us about that, mm. about that portion and part of the ministry that the Lord has inside of you? Yes, um, that part could be like very touchy, could be very emotionally, but I'm a transparent preacher. I'm a transparent person. I love that part of the ministry because that used to be me. Growing up in a house without a father and uh, Mm. No, not how to be a man. Yeah, prophet, come on. And you see these young boys, they come to church and these young men come to church, but we don't know what's going on in that household. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know what they had to deal with. You don't know they ain't had no food home. They was being abused. They was being rejected, neglected. We just see the person, but we don't see the story behind the person. And what happened, a lot of people come to church and people misdiagnose them. And the church is a place where people should become, get restored, get healed, so they could be, they could get strengthened and be who God called them to be. I, and I had that compassion from not having, I had a compassion from being locked up. I had a compassion from being in the streets. I have that compassion from drinking and partying. So when I see all these people and people look at them and we, we misdiagnose them because of that outfit, but they got, might got more Jesus in them than the one that's in the pulpit because they probably grew up in church and they just had misfortunes and fell short. And that's why we have to be careful how we mishandle people and how people come 
to us. And anybody could come in Kingdom Lovers International Ministries. And one thing I love about it, they meet my wife. She would sit there and say, let's give them a shot. Let's give them a chance. And you'll be surprised that same drunk or that same one that sit there dressed this Come way, like could lead your whole ministry and praise and worship, slay out demons and do Come different on. stuff. They just been messed up and the body of Christ better get ready because if you don't get ready, you're going to fall short and you're going to be left behind. They coming with the miniskirts on. They coming with tattoos. They coming with piercing. They coming with jeans, with boots on. This is the way of the new is changing, how the people in the body of Christ is coming. And God say, accept them for who they are. And the thing is, we have not accepted the people. We've been rejecting the people because if I come in your ministry with a jacket on and a t-shirt and some jeans you want to sit me up in a balcony but I might have more on Jesus in me than you have in you because you're looking at my outer appearance but you don't see my inner appearance because what that's all I might have if you have a problem with that's all I've had don't you talk about it once you take me shopping and go buy me some outfits don't talk about about it because I asked somebody for something to eat in the church. I might not have no food. So you're going to say that I'm a beggar. I'm not begging. I'm just in need of something. So we get to a place where I was at. Come from a home, no father, just our mother raising all of us. My mother gets shot at the age of 53. She in the hospital for six months. We go on welfare. We get to a place where we just had to survive. We had to learn how to survive. My youngest sister had to join the police force. She wanted to go to college, but her life had to be redirected to find another occupation to help us. We get welfare. I'm putting it out there. I went to a place. I went to college. I played professional ball overseas. I did all that. All that was glamorous. All that was glamorous. And then I got to a place when the world, I got entangled with the world and get up being a pharmaceutical, selling narcotics, running the streets, doing different stuff, and I get locked up. But the thing about being locked up is probably saved my life. Sometimes my God. a bad thing could be a good thing. And the guy that told on me, I was angry with him, but I had to get to a place and say, God could have used him to help me to stop what I was doing. Eventually, I had to forgive him for what he has done unto me because he could have been part of saving my life. So coming home and you're doing stuff and you're trying to figure this out, I went from making so much money to have nothing to eat. I come from going eating at the five-star restaurants, eating anywhere I want, to nothing. It seemed like God had to strip me to the metal. Come on, talk to me. Come on. Yeah, prophet. And I had to allow him to strip me to the metal. And I, I was mad at God. Why is you doing this to me? Why is this happening? And this when I first got saved. I'm thinking I'm going to get saved. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be beautiful. I ain't going to have no problems. I'm going to be rocking and rolling. I'm going to be doing this. But the day I got saved, it felt like all hell broke loose in my life. And I came to a place where God stripped me of everything. And I kept on saying, God, why is you doing this to me? He said, I want you to have total dependency on me. Yeah. 
no more dependency on people because people want you to depend on them, but they will drop you in a heartbeat. God never dropped me. So I was the one who you call a drop baby. Yeah. I was the one that had to get dropped. And I'm glad they dropped me, but they dropped me in the hands of God. Yes. So when I was falling by the wayside, God was there to catch me. And when God caught me, and when I became who I am today, I took that compassion from what I felt, what I went through. I said this to myself, I don't want no one to feel the pain that I felt. I went through it for them. So when people come to Kingdom Lovers International Ministries, that's why it's called Kingdom Lovers. We gonna love on people in spite of, or whatever that situation or condition is, it's about love. When you can love on people that's hurt, that's broken, that's been mistreated, that's been mishandled, that's been rejected, that's been neglected, the brokenhearted people, and they the ones that I pray that God keeps sending because I like to see the restoration in their lives and to see them to be restored and go flourish and be good for God and for the kingdom of God. Yeah, God, yeah. Hmm. Be good for the kingdom of God because you have so many people. And, and you know what, Apostle Joe, the funny thing about it, I've seen people been through the stuff I've been through. They walked away from church. I never been a backslider. I never walked away. I took my hits. Yeah. I took it even when I got um, chastised, rebuked, correct, even in the good way or the bad way. I stood there because what? I was not doing it for man or woman. I was doing it for God. For God. And if Jesus suffered for me, we're going to have to learn how to suffer for him. And some things we don't want to go our way, but some things got to go the way that they need to go to get us to where we need to get to. So when I see people and I see that other people hurt people and mishandle them, I'm going to be honest, it do something to my soul because I've been in those shoes before. And that's why the same God give us the grace. Why doesn't the body of Christ give people the same grace? We always looking at the log in someone else's eye, but we don't see the big tree in our own eye. Because we always want to point out someone else what they're not doing, but we don't want to stop what we're not doing. And I'm talking to people in general, and we watch people in the body of Christ tear each other down or suffer we should be encouraging each other and building each other up. And I, I had a meeting this morning, I'll be very transparent. I made mistakes. And most of my mistakes came from listening to others and not listening to God. Oh, that's good right there. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I worried about pleasing people and wasn't pleasing God. Because what happened is we worried about losing people. But we better be careful before we lose God. Mm -hmm. Because the people belongs to God. So we have to learn how to handle people, how to manage people, and how to love on them in spite of. None of us is perfect. All of us thriving for perfection. So when people, I'm gravitated to people 
when I'm out in the street, I'm going somewhere and I see people in wheelchairs. I see people walking with canes. I see people that like disabled. It's something about me. I just want to go touch them and say, walk, come out of that wheelchair. You're healed by the blood of Jesus. Raise up. That's just my mindset. And I believe that God can use us to do that. But we got to have a willing spirit. We have to have a, a righteous heart. And we got to have the right anointed to do that. And I, I, I just want to see good for everybody. Even I like to see when people are blessed, when people go call me or something that the Lord will use me to prophesize. And they call me, say, prophet, it came to pass. This is happy. I'm more excited for them than they for themselves. Because yeah. I like to see people be blessed. blessed. I like to see people God said they say, I'm going to give you this house. I'm going to give you this car. I'm going to heal your body. I'm going to reconcile your family. I'm going to restore this marriage. I'm going to do this. I'm going to bring your children. When I hear stories like that, I get excited because I know God did it. I just was a mouthpiece that was listening, hearing, obeying what God told me to do. I did my assignment and God do the rest. So when I see people that's been out there in the street. They've been broken. I've seen people didn't even know Jesus and they could come to kingdom lovers. I mean, the drug dealers, the prostitutes, whatever, the people that's been out there broken, the people don't have no homes. But when we see them come in the house and they get restored and they get um, refined and they get to get the things what God has for them, I get excited. And I think I get excited and people will say, well, what about you prophet? I got the new car. When are you gonna get your car? I'm glad you got your car. God going to take care of me. Even if I don't get it, God's still going to take care of me. I'm glad that you got something because what? I already had a new car before. Guess what? You probably never had one. So I get excited when I hear people's testimonies and stories what the Lord has done for them. Oh, prophet, it's always, oh, you just bless me. And I know you bless someone out there that is listening. Um Oh, wow. Our time is already up. And um, no problem. I, um, oh, my Lord, I would love to have you back as a guest again. Again, it's always an honor and a pleasure to talk with you. But as we are closing, if you could just um, touch a heart out there that's listening, if you could pray for someone, someone out there that may be listening, um, that have been in situations. Yes. That you and I have been in um, someone who hasn't been raised with a father, someone that may have been incarcerated, someone that may be out there now, some young woman um, that 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 even may be homeless or the child or maybe prostituting his or herself. Someone, can you just say a prayer for them and, and let them know that Christ loved them and just lead them into salvation? I will be internally grateful to you if you could just voice that um, as we're closing out this episode. Amen. Father, we thank you. But God, I just want to thank you for Apostle Joy, Father, for that you had given her the vision to begin this journey. So we thank God for her life. We thank God for what you are doing in her life, her husband's life in the ministries. I thank God for what you're doing in my life what you're doing in my wife's life and every partner at Kingdom Lovers International Ministries and the ministries that's connected with us. We thank God. Thank we are not here to build an empire. We're here to be participants to build the kingdom of God. So Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus for that person that's out there, Father, that think that God forgot about you, 
God didn't forget about you. God loves you. God don't test you. God love you. God bless you. God care for you. I pray in the name of Jesus that God will make the provision for you. And I pray that when he make the provision for you, that you will be obedient. Yes. All of the vision and you will move forth in the things what God has for you. I pray for that person that's brokenhearted, that's been raped, that's been neglected, that's been rejected, that's been put in a foster home. I pray that God give you the strength and God give you the wisdom that you will fulfill your destiny. You will fulfill your dreams and your visions, what God has for you. And I pray for that person out there that don't know Jesus is their Lord and Savior. I pray that you admit that you're a sinner. I pray that you admit that you are a sinner. And I pray that you believe that Jesus Christ is the one who died for your sins on the cross. I pray that you believe that he was buried for your sins. I pray that you believe that he rose up on the third day for your sins. And I want you to confess out your mouth that Jesus is Lord of your life and you will no longer be serving Satan for the things he has caused you to do and the things that he has tempted you to do and the things he wants you to do, that they will no longer be your assignment, but you will serve Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Bless the Lord for your life. Thank you for your time. Um, Those that are listening out in podcast land, if they would like to reach out to you or contact your ministry, is there any information that you can leave, Prophet, um, that they will be able to reach out to you? Yes, you can reach us. We always on Zoom every Wednesday night at seven o'clock. We every Zoom every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. And our Zoom information password is 211 nine six nine one nine seven two and the passcode to get in is four seven five one two zero you can reach us on facebook i'm not on facebook a lot but my wife is on facebook under felicia lambert or you can find kingdom lovers international ministry page and all our information is on there um you can reach us in different uh, her number i give you her number i think she used four four three eight five seven I think it's 7423, and my number is 443-960-1305. And I leave you with this. Ministry is not always in the four walls. The biggest ministry is outside the walls. So God bless you, and I pray that this has been a blessing to you because you have been a blessing to me because you spent the time and gave me your ear to hear my voice. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Prophet. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Again, thank you. Thank you, those of you that were able to listen and join in. This is Remnant Coded Podcast. And again, I am your host, Apostle Jora Kaya. We bless you and may the Lord continue to smile upon you and may the riches of his glory be your portion in this season. And Prophet and I, Prophet and I prophesy all of you into the great destiny of the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you all.